Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, it's Monday night and it's time to get rowdy one more Monday night. Welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show. I got Kyle Magnum over there, PA. What's happening, Kyle, over there? Hey, Rowdy, good to be back. Uh, pencil- racing in Pennsylvania is alive and well now and um, we get back to the, the grind, basically, you know, with Lincoln and Port Royal and more tracks to come here in the next few weeks. What about old Lance there, up there in Port Royal this weekend, Kyle? Yeah, Rowdy, he got win number 120 at Port Royal on Sunday afternoon, uh, beat, beating tra- other track regular Mike Wagner for the win. Uh, started up front, I think he started third. Um, again, you know, the legend Lance Dewey's up there. Again, winning at Port Royal. He won the opening day at Port Royal last year, too. Um, is it, I think that's the seventh or eighth win on opening day. And, um, you know, I'm, 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 I bet he's looking forward to this weekend, too, uh, Port Royal and Lincoln on Saturday. And then uh, Williams Grove for their opening day on Sunday, weather permitting. So um, a lot going on, and I hope to be at Williams Grove Sunday. Uh, we're working on it right now, and hopefully we'll, we'll be at the Grove on Sunday afternoon. Uh, uh, Kyle, I hope you make it there, man. I hope the weather's suitable for you i know it's cold up there now and move it's moving south but guys uh spent a good a wonderful weekend in, in montgomery motor speedway this weekend for the alabama 200 it was the 58th year the 58th annual i guess 58 years and it was a pro late model and uh kyle we got john bowling calling in uh he's driving the number two car and he finished second in that car and uh he put on a well of a race it was a great finish at the end i mean it kind of was lackluster halfway but man it really picked up to the at the end and of course you know kyle how everybody likes to see a little wreck every once in a while there's a lot of fire and sparks involved in the race uh but all in all everybody went home safe as cars wasn't too bad but uh also, we got another local guy, Jarrett James is calling in. He's from over in Dora, Alabama, Kyle, which is both these guys are kind of local for me. We all live in the same county, and we we were all at uh, Speedway this weekend. And some more local guys that was racing in the, I think they're in promo that raced, the, the outlaws that raced before everybody got started in the 200 here. Also, Augie Grill was the winner there uh kyle he he took home another one of the bears and that, that, that that's the big theme going bear hunting at montgomery motor speedway kyle because they're if you've been on my page you've seen that trophy it's really an unusual trophy it's not one that you're going to get like like everybody's playing softball would get but it's a uh hand carved fire statue that's on top of this trophy base that everybody gets and you know stan says that you can't get two because the guy don't make two he only makes one and the only way you can get two is win next year so it's a real real rare trophy and it's pretty cool kyle i like these unique trophies at these tracks 
Rowdy, there was a time, uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway, the race was called the Bass Pro Shops MBNA 500. And it was either it was either a, a fish or a bear. I don't know if you remember that or not, but, um, you know, from the NASCAR days, that's what I remember when you, when you talk about cool trophies. Um, you, I did see the Alabama 200 trophy, pretty impressive. And, uh, you know, you have, you know, you have your Remingtons with the Winchester, you have your Winchester guns with the, with the race and, you know, all the other trophies. So, um, yeah, another one to add. And, um, Hunter Robbins was able to do that on Saturday, Saturday night. Well, I want uh, Kyle, uh, I believe they was 40 cars entered. I think, uh, Steve Nassie was the last one to enter. And uh, he actually got jump got the pole for the for the race and led a lot of laps, but you know leading laps don't win the race, Kyle. Doesn't Rowdy? You got to be there in the end to win it. And uh, you know we saw that a lot in the Cup race yesterday uh, with uh, with it with with the Hendrick cars of Alex Bowman and Kyle Larson. Looked like Kyle Busch had it in the bag, and then a late caution came out, kind of you know effective pitch strategy and uh alex bowman came out with the win so you never know at the end of the short track or a, or a nascar event there's always twists and turns and you know uh it's crazy you know um like we were talking about car counts there were 41 410 sprint cars at lincoln on saturday 42 at port royal on sunday so car counts are looking very good around it doesn't matter where you are it just looks like uh racing's alive and well right now I'm telling you, even up East Bay on dirt, that late model race, our super late model race that they had down there had 73 entries, man. I'm telling you, it made for, it actually made for, I think, four last chance races. Yeah, Rowdy, and uh, yeah, it's exciting, especially when you have a lot of cars there. Well, uh the last chance race here, JoJo Wilkerson was in it, and she led, I think she led every lap of the race and got over into the 200. It just, you know, it, it just didn't work that way for She kept working her way up. That'd be a wreck or something and kept losing ground again. But she fought all day and did park it with all the fenders on it, and that meant a lot. That was JoJo's first time being out from under her dad's car, I, I think that's the way, the right way to say it. She was racing for Jet Motorsports, her and Caden Honeycutt, both in the number nine and number 11. Kyle, uh, I seen them pull, after they got the engine out of the car, when they got the replacement engine and set it on the ground, started the clock running, and it took them 53 seconds, 53 seconds, 53 minutes, to get that motor put back in that car and cranked. And that that was, I mean, they had to put everything on it. It did, it, it just come with a block ready to go and heads on it. And then everything else they had to put on. But 53 minutes to put that thing back together and have it ready to go. And had a decent finish in it. it seemed like there were a lot of good stories that came out of the Alabama 200. Uh, I know you and I were talking before the show, and I know this was kind of a topic, was the curfew. Um, I didn't know about that. Uh, I didn't, you know, some tracks do have curfews, Rowdy. Um, 
Alley Speedway is another one, actually, believe it or not. I think it's 11 or 12. But, um, yeah, Rowdy, um, glad I got in, you know. Um, I know sometimes when you're up against that, you know, it, it presents a problem, but glad I got in. And, you know, uh, I know you were texting me late Saturday night, and um, I didn't see it till the morning. But um, it looked like, uh, you know, it looked like it was a good race. Uh, Kyle, I mean, it did carry on a long time because two of the wrecks or maybe a wreck and a blowed-up engine pretty much drug oil all the way around that track, and it took them a while to get the oil cleaned up. But that that was basically what took so long. Plus, the end, let me tell you what. I don't think he was thinking he was going to have the crowd he was going to have because, let me tell you, that place was absolutely full. They sold everything they had out. Everything. And it, it still was a great night. I mean, I didn't hear nobody going home complaining. It was a thriller at the end, too, Kyle. If you hung around for the end, you got your money's worth. Yeah, Rowdy, that's why I never leave these races early anymore because, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And, um, you know, I used to always be, oh, you know, oh, we're going to be traffic out, this and that. But, uh, you know, you got to be there for the whole day, you know, or night. That's important. And, uh it's just uh, you have to do that, so uh, you know, um, to get the whole experience. So I'm glad Port Royal and Lincoln both got in this weekend, and it was raining today, so it was good it rained today and not yesterday. Yeah, isn't that the truth, Kyle? <laughs> so you know, I, I know it's early in the season, but we're, things are looking good so far, um, according to the past that we've had, uh, Kyle. But I've been to several races, and rain wasn't one one of the problems so far. Now, the mud from a couple of days before was. Actually, Rowdy, it did rain here on Sunday morning, but uh, thankfully it cleared out, and uh, Port Royal got to get 65 degrees of beautiful racing weather, so that was good for them. Yeah. Well, Kyle, they've got the Rattler coming up this weekend uh, down in South Alabama at Op, and just looking at the weather for it. Friday's shaky, but Saturday and Sunday looks absolutely great again. Nice temperatures. You know, the, the sun shined all week. You could get a sunburn, but it wasn't hot. I mean, the wind blowed a little bit, kept kept the, uh, the sweat away, and... Uh, it was a night race, too, Kyle. That kind of uh, seemed to have brought a lot of people out, it being a night race. People like night racing. I don't know why. Um, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't care if it's day or night. I'll, I'll be there. But, uh, you know, especially with these early shows in, in Pennsylvania, they're normally day shows this time of the year. But, you know, once once the season gets going, we'll be racing on, on Friday and Saturday nights, and uh, it'll be interesting to watch. Well, the aviance, uh, Kyle, I think, you know, during the day, you can't see the sparks and fire like you can at night. And to me, that 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 sets the night mood. I know there was a car. They throw the caution out, and when the car went by, some piece of metal was dragging hard on behind it. And Kyle, it was leaving like a six, maybe ten foot line of sparks coming out that you wouldn't have seen probably in the daytime. But at nighttime, it really lit the track up. 
think grip levels pick up a lot too, especially if you're on an asphalt track and even in dirt too. Sometimes the grip levels do do uh, matter what what uh, what's going to happen. So um, it just depends on the weather and uh, the conditions and you know the tire wear and um, you know we've seen that a lot. You know even in the dirt side of things so far this year. So um, just it's been good and uh, you know we've seen a lot of pit calls come down to races and nothing new with that. So, Kyle, we're headed to Phoenix this week. Uh, The Arkham Menard Series lines back up with uh, NASCAR again and kicks it all off. That's a heck of a pull for a lot of guys, but a pretty good-looking feel. Yeah, Rowdy, I haven't had a chance to see yet, but uh, I'm not sure if the entry list is out yet. But, uh, yeah, um, looks like they'll have... uh, look at the schedule here looks like they will have a uh, practice uh, practice slash qualifying session from two to three and that's local time and then the uh, the, the general tire 150 going off at a uh, 543 local on Friday night um, that's mountain standard time uh, just remember Arizona does not do daylight savings so they will be three hours behind come Saturday, Sunday afternoon so uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how who's going to be really good. Um, we don't have an entry list out yet, but uh, I know I don't know if Ty Gibbs will be running or not. But uh, I'm not sure if he's still going to be doing any arc or not. But uh, I know a guy like Sammy Smith. Um, he comes to comes to mind, and uh, you know I, you know how good he was at New Smyrna, and probably going to be good at Phoenix too, Rowdy. Yeah, Kyle, uh, that's a fast car, man. <laughs> we know it. And he's got a he's got a really good crew chief too. He makes fast he makes fast hot rods. Rowdy, it seems like uh, you know uh, just a lot going on, and um, you know we got Phoenix this week. You know we got the Xfinity series and the Cup series. I think this is going to be a real telltale sign this this Cup race because you know especially when they go back in the fall for the championship race. Um, you know, I think we're going to get a lot to see a lot of things, especially out of this race Sunday. So that, that's what I'm thinking right now. Well, Kyle, I mean, it's, we're going into the fourth race here. Uh, I mean, we're kind of seeing what this car is going to do. Uh, looks like so far the, I, I would think the only thing it's doing that they wasn't expecting is these sudden breakaways. <laughs> Yeah, just a lot going on, Rowdy, and, uh, you know, it's just been a been a good start to the year. You know, you've been down in Florida. I'm trying to get to the PA Dirt Tracks and Mahoning and Evergreen and, you know, uh, hopefully add to that. And, you know, we'll be at Pocono here hopefully in a few months, you know. Uh, hopefully the weather will be nice for the weekend. Well, Kyle, that's all we got to do is, is hold on to our weather. But, uh, listen, while we're waiting on John to call, I'm going to play this little small clip from this was Grant before the truck race on uh, Friday in Las Vegas. Okay, good afternoon, everyone. We are now joined by Grant Enfinger, driver of the number 23 Chevrolet for GMS Racing ahead of tonight's Victoria Voice 200 at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Grant, you have a victory here, three consecutive top tens in your last three races here. What do you like about the place? Hi, yeah, Vegas is definitely a, a fun place to drive that I've enjoyed. I, I feel like the spring race 
is pretty drastically different than the fall race, which obviously we're, we're not coming back here in the fall. But um, just with the cooler temperatures, uh, I feel like the, the trucks will be packed up uh, quite a bit more. Normally, um, more grip here in the spring race. Don't know 100% about this tire, what it'll allow us to do, but, but the track uh, allows us, I feel like, to, to stay a little bit more grouped up than some of the other mile and a half we go to. Obviously, it's a, a bumpy place. Um, I've just found out they've, they've ground the bump in, in the tunnel turn, so I um, feel like that will affect us some, hopefully, uh, hopefully for the better. Um, but yeah, just an enjoyable place. Like I said, we, I don't feel like we get quite as stretched out here as we do at some of the mile and a half on the circuit. Okay, we'll open it up to questions for Grant. If you have a question, please raise your hand and we'll get a mic runner to you. We'll go right here. Chrismanketchments.com. Grant, I just was wondering if you could talk about how the transition's been moving from Thor Sport to GMS, and are you happy? Uh, I mean, I know it's only one race in the books, but are you happy with the way things have been going on and looking ahead to Atlanta and Dakota and the, and the other races coming up? Yeah, the, um, the transition for, for me has been really, really good. Um, so, you know, very soon after Phoenix, I was able to uh, go over to the shop and, and get acclimated really quickly. Um, I've never worked with uh, Charles DeKnight, my crew chief, uh, before, but, but I do know him very well. Uh, from being a GMS the first time, so uh, thankful to be working with him. Really, really smart engineering type crew chief, which I've I've never worked with before. So, uh, looking forward to that. But overall, the the transition has been very, very good. Um, biggest thing I can say so far is just there's there's been a lot of effort into our our number 23 Champion Power Equipment Chevy. So um, definitely uh, a lot of people uh, behind the scenes there at GMS, but but also at Chevrolet um, that are that are invested heavily in this. So. Um, that I'm, I'm extremely thankful for. Um, so, so that's been the, the biggest change for me to this point. Um, I really don't know how we're going to stack up. You know, that, that's why I'm really anxious for, for this practice here in a couple hours, or I guess not even that, pretty, pretty soon here. Uh, but, but really anxious to kind of see where our program's at. Kyle, I guess it's kind of tough when you're when you're moving from one team to another team to get your feet under yourself but uh well, I mean G Grant's been at GMS before so I mean it's not I think I think it's more right. of, I think what, what what Chris Knight was trying to ask I think it was Chris Knight um what he was trying to ask was what well you know how's the transition been you know and, and you have to understand with, with Grant last year I mean he was racing for two different teams um was running you know part-time with Door Sport and part-time with uh, CR7 Motorsports so um, I, I, I think he's relieved now that he's just, he can just race, you know, with a good team and just not have to worry about, you know, the uncertainty of not racing the next week. So um, I think it's, you know, it's been good for him, good to be back for him. You know, GMS, of course, has won the title twice. So, uh, you know, they definitely, they're definitely contenders for sure. Hey, and GMS is uh, fielding, I, they're moving up. They, they're fielding cars in the cup series now Kyle that's uh that's a that's a big jump it is rowdy and uh you know you can't forget about Thad Moffitt you know running for Rayon Brothers um I know that's kind of a, a, a an effort with GMS but uh you know he's running the truck and uh the 43 truck part-time and uh you know GMS you know fielding Daniel Dye full-time in ARCA so they, they have a lot on their plate and uh, GMS has really, you know, has become one of the premier organizations in NASCAR, you know, especially now with, with, with partnering with Richard Petty 
uh, you know, they've really they've come a long way in, in a really a short amount of time. Yeah, they tie themselves with, with a long time history too with with Pettia. Uh Kyle, I got another one here with Sam Mayer. It's three sixteen. It's a time limit. Let's just listen to Sam. Obviously, I've been here before, like I said, so I'm looking uh, for even more this weekend. Um, and uh, obviously, the team really excited to finally have some really good performance and really good showing uh, because that's what they deserve because uh, they put together such a good car. Our Accelerate um, Pros Chevrolet is really fast. Uh, was really fast here last year, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. All right, we'll open it up for questions. If you have any questions for Sam, just raise your hand and we'll get you a mic. We'll go right there. Uh, Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Uh, Sam, you have a lot of teammates who have a lot of experience uh, in like a wide variety of different areas. Uh, what's probably been some of the biggest things that you've learned from them, whether it be you know going from 10th to 5th or trying to find your way to victory lane? What's been some of the biggest areas that you've grown and learned from your teammates over the last uh, year and a half or so? Yeah, I mean, with uh, me and Josh kind of starting and restarting our Xfinity careers at the same time, it's uh, – we kind of lean on each other in different ways uh, just because we're kind of getting going for the first time in this deal. So uh, obviously he had a really, really strong run here last fall, so I've kind of leaned on him a little bit uh, just for what his car did in a long run from day to night. Um, and then also Justin obviously had a really good run last fall and last spring as well too, so I leaned on him a little bit. Uh, I have yet to talk to Noah about this weekend uh, purely because he's – He's so wild uh, because he likes to run that fence right away. So um, I'm not quite comfortable with that yet. That's something that I uh, found I really had to work on last weekend um, going into the rest of the year, especially going into Homestead uh, later this season. So that's something that I'm going to have to work on. But um, that that's going to be a conversation for later for sure. I, I mean, it depends on if someone hits the barrels again and we have a 30-minute red flag and it goes into nighttime. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if it goes to nighttime and the, billbo the billboards and turns one and two uh, start shading that track, we'll, we'll definitely be up there. So that'll be something I have to figure out. Any other questions for Sam? We'll go there. Chris Knight, catch on Dallas. Sam, I know you got a sixth-place finish last weekend at Fontana. How hard is it to keep that momentum rolling, knowing that it's important for you to get every point that you can run the full season? Yeah, it's kind of like last year kind of ruined me a little bit because we weren't points racing at all. So I was just going out there trying to go wide open and not care about stage points and stuff like that. But now I've, I've kind of caught myself like, man, I got to start thinking about that. Like Daytona was like thinking, oh, man, am I in the top ten get stage points? Because uh, obviously we had our problems with uh, pit road uh, at Daytona, so we didn't get the finish we wanted or deserved. But uh, we still got stage points with kind of salvaged, salvaged our day a little bit. And then obviously getting stage points a bunch last week in a – good finish last week we kind of want to continue to roll like that but um i think we're in a pretty decent spot to where we can kind of just try to focus on a win uh and then if we need to come down to crunch time we can focus on stage points going from there any additional questions for sam no all right sam thank you very much and good luck this weekend and there's another gms driver short term but he's been there any kyle yeah, Rowdy, he's been there and, uh, you know, had success in the ARCA series and the truck series. So, yeah, Sam Mayer uh, did a really good job on Saturday. I know the finish didn't show, but uh, he did run up front a little bit, uh, led some laps. So uh, that car is fast. 
Um, I think he's going to win a few races this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does doesn't. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think uh, Sam Mayer. Uh, I think they could be contenders in his rookie season. You know, he ran well. He ran most of. Well, he ran half of last year, but uh, I think now, you know, he's getting a little more comfortable, and uh, I think you know he'll be ready. He's been, he is ready to uh, you know do good on the tour, uh, do good in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. I think so too, Kyle. Uh, he had a good. He had a really good career in ARCA, and uh, you know he. A little time, seat time in this car. He's going. To, he's going to be a kid to reckon with. He's had some good rides so far. So uh, look for good things out of Sam. You know, as we said before, Kyle, there's a lot of good drivers that are pushing their way to the top. Uh, AJ Armadinger got the pole, Kyle. Uh, I got a little clip it from AJ after he got the pole. Let's listen to AJ. All right, everyone, we are now joined by the pole sitter for tomorrow's ALSCO 300, A.J. Allmendinger, driver of the number 16 Chevrolet for colleague racing. A.J., take us through those uh, those couple laps out there. Got you to lead the field to green tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, a, a little bit unexpected uh, practice. We were okay, but I didn't think, uh, looking at the lap times and, and the speed that we had, that we really, I thought, could contend for pole, but... You know, a lot of credit goes to my teammate Landon Castle going out that early. Uh, he put up a, a heck of a lap and was able to kind of look at a little bit of, uh, of what he did there and realize, okay, you know, I, the speed's in the race car. Now it's going out there and trying to commit to it. Um, really enjoying working with my crew chief, Bruce. Uh, he's it, – it's it's fun to be able to talk to him. And, and you know, I mean, it's uh, – I told him what, what I think I needed for qualifying and – uh, he went out there and made the adjustments, and you know we had a, a great lap. It was it felt good coming to the green and rolled through one and two and felt really good. So with the wind blowing the way it's, it's blowing, I knew it was easy to overdrive three. I, I saw Landon kind of miss the bottom there, and, and he said that that he cost himself some time off of four. So I was just trying to be patient early in the run there, off of uh, into three, and was able to commit to it. And you know, kind of shocked looking at the lap time how quick it was. Okay, we're going to take questions for AJ. If you have a question, please raise your hand, and we'll get you a mic. All right. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, AJ, if you could just talk about how well you've taken to this track. I mean, it's not like you have 15 races here, and you've won a race. You're sitting on pole. What is it about Las Vegas that, that you really excel? Yeah, I mean, Holly, it, you know, on the cup side of it, it's uh, especially at, when I was uh, – in the 47, we always kind of ran decent here. Uh, I'm not sure what it, what about it. Like, I that you know I, I've taken to it. You know, it's a racetrack that you can really make up a lot of time running the bottom, uh, especially when it's cool like this. And that's something that I always enjoy is just trying to commit to that that white line and get you know get the left front on in and let the car rotate around that. So um, that's where we shine last year. You know, with the with the weather looking as cool as it's going to be tomorrow, you can see a lot of speed. I think lap time wise, so. Um, but yeah, it, it's, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's like anything you, you, you get a fast race car. Like it, you love that place. You know, I, I didn't like it as much in the uh, summer when we came back, we weren't as fast though. So I wasn't happy with it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we, we got good notes and, and, you know, we continually are, are trying to work in a direction. I felt like last year, beginning of the year, we were down one path. Then we tried a different path down the second half of the year. Cause we thought we weren't as good that we needed to be. And, we lost a little bit, so this year's kind of a new thing. We're we're working on a path, so I think 
our one lap speed is really fast. I think we got to work on our, our race trim stuff, but um, that's all you can ask for. If you got speed in the race car like this on one lap, you know if you get the setup right, it's going to last over the, the whole run, and we just got to keep fine-tuning that. But it's hard with these short practices because you don't want to wholesale a car coming in the weekend and try something completely new and maybe cost yourself a, a, a decent run at that racetrack. So, you know, we're kind of sneaking up on it. We're going to go right back over here to the left. Yeah, Justin Schuler kicking the tires to kind of bounce off that two pulls in a row. So how does that translate into race trim? You're talking about that just now. Yeah, I mean, Fontana, we, uh, w what I thought we, we lacked it in practice, it kind of showed up in the race. And, and on new tires, I could kind of hang with, with Cole and, and I think, you know, Trevor and stuff. Uh, you know, I think tomorrow's the same way. We, we, gotta, we got some work to do. You know, I'm not going to hide that in race trim. We, we definitely were, were fighting a, kind of the same issues last week. We're going to try some stuff and, and see if, uh, if we can make it better. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, as long as you have speed, that's where I thought last year, like the second half of the year, we, it, I just felt like at times we didn't even have speed in the car, whether it felt good or not. So we have speed in the race car again. Now it's trying to work on that setup. And, and you know, I, I tried to have a new attitude this year. I was so worried about trying to make the championship four last year. And, you know, we did a great job to, to get there, but felt like when we went to Phoenix, we were, we were just there. We never really had a shot at it. So it's about trying to use these races, collect as many points as possible early in the run. But, you know, you get to the playoffs, you want to be at your best. And, and that's, um, you know, my mindset's already there, that we're, we're going to be in the playoffs. Even though we're not guaranteed it yet, I believe that we're going to be in the playoffs. So it's about trying to fine-tune to get to that point when we start the playoffs to be at our best. Any final questions for AJ? Thank you, AJ. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Best luck tomorrow. Well, Kyle, AJ's got the way to get around the track and get claim first play or the pole. So that means something. Yeah, he's been doing pretty good. Um, not as good as Ty Gibbs, though. But, um, you know, Ty Gibbs went out there, you know, got some – you know, the late, late cautions that bunched up the field in Saturday's Xfinity race and uh, came out with the win. So uh, the first win for the 54 car this season. And, uh, you know, he, he's now in the playoffs. I know he's going to be a threat, when, especially when the playoffs come. He's going to be up there. So, uh, you know, you're going to have to compete with Ty Gibbs and Daniel Hemrick and Noah Gregs, and I think those are, like, really the top guys right now in the Xfinity Series. So, A.J. Allmendinger, I think he'll be back there. And I know this week uh, he was mentioning Trevor Bain. Actually, he's back in the 18 car this week for uh, Joe Gibbs racing at Phoenix. So, uh, you know, he finished third at Auto Club. And, you know, trying. I know he, I know he wants to win a few races. I feel like that's going to help him and uh, if he can do that. So, uh, you know, uh, Phoenix coming up, you know, like we were saying, it's kind of going to be a, be a little bit of a test once uh, we get down there again in November. Kyle, it'll be the Arkham Menards main series, second race of the season, uh, with Daytona and Phoenix being the next. And then, the, I mean, they get the super speedways, all the big tracks out of their system pretty quick here, don't they, with Daytona and Talladega and Phoenix. Kind of a good mix of tracks. You know, we got Phoenix this week, Atlanta, Circuit of the Americas, Richmond. Uh, just a variety of racetracks that they're going to be at. And, uh, you know, especially, you know, when you have the trucks there too, along with cups. So, 
Um, they're going to be busy the next couple months, and uh, you know, we'll, I, I guess we'll find out who's going to be really the the top team this year in the Xfinity Series. Well, there hadn't been no shocker so far, have they, Kyle? Um, I mean, you you get to see that they got a safe car on the first race when they had that horrendous wreck with five laps to le- left with. Man, into the catch fence and slinging parts everywhere. And then for Marty Snyder to walk away was my Snyder to walk away. It's uh, pretty much a testimony of the safety of the car. Yeah, we've seen some really bad wrecks at Daytona. And, uh, you know, my Snyder's was no different. And uh, I just, uh, you know, thankfully, you know, he was able to walk away and, and race another day. Yeah, to walk away from that wreck, I mean, it's saying a lot. So, Kyle, uh, we're waiting on now. We're waiting on uh, Jerry. He'll be calling in at 640 here. There's a few things I want to talk about, Mobile, that people asked me, and I, and I didn't know the answer, Kyle, and I should have had the answer. I could have looked at but the the only thing that was really that bad about the whole weekend was the cell service kind of was sketchy but you could send short text but nothing not over two photos at a time or one photo at a time but uh kyle uh, uh, several people was asking about the degrees and the front stretch i just kyle that track is 60 feet wide in its widest point and the front stretch is 700 feet long front stretch with a 600 foot long back stretch. And the degrees in turns one and two is uh, 15 degrees, and then three and four is 15. I mean, I'm sorry, 15 and one and two, and 13 and three and four. There's a lot of nice short tracks around, and. Uh... You know, uh, you know. I, I know we always talk about it, and I always bring this up. I always bring up Concord, the old Concord Motorsport Park. Yeah. Um, thank, thankful I was able to get there in 2015. Um, they reopened the track that weekend of the Coca-Cola 600, and uh, thankfully I was able to, to catch the past series. Uh, race won by Zane Smith, uh, believe it or not. So, um, yeah, it's definitely exciting to uh, – Taking different racetracks, you know, and like for me, you know, getting to Bowman Gray and, uh, you know, getting to other racetracks. You know, I haven't made it to New Smyrna yet or Volusia. You know, hopefully if I ever get down to Florida, I'll hit those too. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of great racetracks around. And, uh, like I said, we have the hotbed of, of PA Dirt and the Harrisburg area, uh, the Capital District area. So, uh, you know, with Williams Grove and Lincoln and BAPS and, all the other racetracks. So uh, there's just a lot of racing going on right now, and uh, you know, I just got to get, just got to make it there, Rowdy. That's all that matters. Well, Kyle, I can tell you, the crowd will be there if you have the event. I mean, everybody's crowds are are, are really good this year, and I've been to I think seven different, eight different tracks, and and they've been great attendance. All the way down to listen. That 500, the infills, there wasn't no grass to stand on because somebody was standing in it. It was a sea of people down in that grass and infill. I mean, it really was. Uh, 
it was a beautiful day and they come out to see it. And it's the same way at uh, this weekend. You know, it kind of looked bad there for during their little qualifiers and the heat. But, man, they they showed up at the very end. I mean, it, I don't know what his attendance was, but when I left there, I got to talk to Stan just a minute, and he was a happy guy. On, you know, there was a few things he said that he, he could build on off of this, and hopefully he can. Yeah, Rowdy, uh, nothing like being at the racetrack and, uh, you know, Making memories and getting the the full experience. That's all. That's all. It's all. That's what it's all about. And uh, like I said, I'll be able to hopefully get here to Williams Grove this weekend. If not, hopefully see Williams Grove here in a couple of weeks. So uh, really looking forward to uh, the races and uh, hopefully, uh, like I said, I can get to them. That's what. That's the most important thing. Well, that and Kyle, your weather is, uh, I guess, a lot to do with what you're going to be able to do in the next three to four weeks. Rowdy, it's a real crapshoot this time of the year. That's just how March is. Um, like I said, it was 65 here uh, the last two days, and it's going to drop down again, and I think it's supposed to be like 35 on the weekend. So, uh, yeah, the weather's uh, – hopefully it does play and play out, and we can uh, hopefully get racing at Williams Grove. Uh, hopefully it's not too cold because sometimes they do cancel the race when it is too cold, but uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully that's not going to be a problem come Sunday. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Kyle, I hope not. Uh, you need to go racing. Yes, sir, you Rowdy, need to go. the car counts have been amazing, you know. It doesn't matter know, where, where it's been. The car counts have been great. They they really have. I mean, uh, I know 2020 was a horrible year, but this 2022 could could kind of help you pull yourself out and maybe uh, give you a little bit of room to breathe for, for 2023. But right now, people are, are showing up and showing out. Rowdy, it seems like, you know, ever since the pandemic and we went back racing, you know, racing's been in full force, for me at least, um, you know. Um, when we couldn't go to NASCAR races because uh, of the pandemic, uh Kind of went to the short tracks for a bit. Um, kind of been on them ever since. But uh, you know, it's been a it's been a very rewarding. You know, trying out the PA dirt. Um, never did that before. Um, well, at least I never. I, I've been to a PA dirt race in the past, but not every almost every single weekend, like it was for a while. So, uh, you know, um, you know, like I said, you have all those tracks: Port Royal, Seelands Grove, Williams Grove. You name it, it's there. So. Um, really looking forward to getting back. I know I keep saying that, but uh, you know I think once uh, once the weather cooperates, uh, you know we we'll get to see some racing. I, I just want to say, um, you know, I just want to say I hope Port Royal had a great day yesterday, um, opening day. Like I said, 42 cars on hand, and uh, it's pretty pretty nice. You know, it's pretty nice to have a high car count like that. You know, Lincoln's had two good weekends so far, and. Um, that's just uh, that's how it's been lately, Rowdy. It seems like the car counts have been really, really good. Well, Kyle, I got our, our first caller driver for tonight. And, Kyle, he's a local guy for me here in Walker County. Uh, 
got to hear him and didn't actually get to talk to him none because I think he was thrashing through his car getting ready for the last chance race. But I'd like to welcome to the show tonight, Jarrett James. Welcome, Jarrett. Hey, guys. How are y'all? Man, doing great, uh, Jarrett. So uh, was this your first race at, at Mobile, or Montgomery, Internet, Montgomery Speedway? It was actually uh, my second one. I ran a race down there uh, the end of last year in November for the champ, uh, state championship race. Uh, run it, and I think I finished tenth in it. And uh, so we're just we're still trying to get some seat time and learn how to drive something different. <laughs> Jared, that uh, is really a neat track. I don't know what it's like to be on it, but kind of walk. You you, had, you was in the last chance race, wasn't that right? Yes, sir. So, uh, kind of walk us through the last chance race. Uh, we qualified at twenty oh eight. There's a bunch of bunch of guys in it. Uh, they were going to take the top four out of that race, and we fought the car all weekend, and uh, we just didn't get to perform how we needed to 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 make it into the show. But uh, had we had the front end apart two or three times, and uh, you know, when you come to race with a, uh, with them guys, they're uh, some of the greatest across the country. So you got to come with your A game. Jared, I want to tell you what uh, that was a really stout, stout uh, race teams that, that you were racing against. But I seen several people got there early on Thursday and they never got a hold of the car the whole time. I mean, they fought it too. So you wasn't the only one fighting. Yes, sir. That's right. Uh, we changed a bunch of stuff from when we was down there in November and on the front end and ended up it didn't work. So we spent all day Friday fighting it. And then Saturday morning we decided we was going to take everything back out, put it how it was in November. And uh, the car felt better, but we still fought it not wanting to turn in the center. So, you know, if you can't get through the center of the corner, then you're fighting a losing battle. <laughs> so, Jared, do you race uh, – will you be racing a, a season at, at uh, Montgomery or – where, where are you going to be racing your racing season at? Uh, we're going to run Montgomery all season. Uh, we will hope to try to get down to Pensacola and run a race or two here or there. Uh, just depends on money-wise. We're a small group. It's just I drive for a guy, and he's the one funding the money for the car, and so we just have to do what money allows us, and we're hoping to get the car better and then we can pick up some sponsors to help help with all of it uh jared did you start all this racing stuff in the buzz class in jasper where'd you start racing at i started racing in a buzz car at savory speedway when i was 15 years old uh, i run five races in a buzz car quit that and my mom and dad bought me a pony car and i run those for about six or seven years and after I quit running the pony cars, I set out for about five years, and then I come back and run the Classic Series Limited Open Wheel. I run it there in Jasper, and uh, in between running the Open Wheel, I run a hog car and a few other things here and there, and then the past two years, I, I sold my Open Wheel in 2016, and then last year and year before that, I run a Roadrunner Class down there just to 
have something to do. Hey, Jared, you got Kyle here. Uh, my first question for you is, uh, what's your favorite racetrack? Montgomery, uh, I have never been to Pensacola. Montgomery, so far, is probably my favorite. It's just a little bit more trickier than the quarter-mile tracks that I'm used to. My second question for you is, is you know, how did you get into racing? And, um, you know, what, what kind of get you know gave you the racing bug? Like, what got you into it? My dad uh, raced when, well, before I was born, he raced all the way up until I was about seven or eight years old, and then he quit. And uh, I spent my whole childhood at a racetrack. If it wasn't with him, it was with some other family members who raced here and there. And uh, it's just always been my favorite thing. Uh, And that's how I got into it, from family. My last question for you is, um, if there's any racetrack that you'd be able either to race or visit at, where would it be and why? I'd like to go to Bristol. I've always, when I found out that they run the, the uh, uh, I forgot what it's called, the Nationals uh, up there, Short Track Nationals, uh, I always... I've always wanted to go to Bristol to see a NASCAR race, but I would love to race the short track nationals that they had going on there. And I think you'd you'd enjoy it better running the short track nationals too than sitting in the crowd on on a Saturday night at Bristol. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, being a, being a, a participant, not a spectator. Uh, yes, sir. Jared, now that you got a family, you kind of see why your dad, what he did when he did what he done in, in racing now, don't you? Yes, sir. It, it's a tough life raising a family trying to race too, isn't it? Oh, yes, sir. I, I'm actually at a ball practice with my son now. <laughs> <laughs> so so you you know exactly. So someday if your son straps on a helmet, you're going to take pride into that, aren't you? Definitely. Yes, sir. Uh, Jared, let's talk about the guys that helped you down in uh, Montgomery this weekend because, you know, it's one of those deals that you wasn't by yourself thrashing this thing out. Yes, sir. That's right. Uh, Kerry uh, Russell, he's a good friend of mine. He actually owns the car that I drive. Uh, If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't even be able to show up at the racetrack to race. Uh, I also had Jim Parker, who – Known ever since I started racing at Sayre, and uh, him and Kerry is real good friends. Uh, had him on the radio with me, telling me the do's and the don'ts. Uh, had Joseph Kilgore and James Kilgore also. They come with Jim down there to help us uh, tear, do whatever we need to do, tote tires and everything. And uh, had a good friend of mine, Stephen Sullivan. He come down and throw in everywhere he needed to. Well, what about your sponsors there, Jerry? Well, I have B&K Tire, which is the guy who owns the car I drive. That's his business, and that's the only one we got for right now. We're hoping to change that in the near future. Uh, it's hard to do it out of a single person's pocketbook. <laughs> uh, it, it definitely is. You know, it's the greatest sport on earth, but it's the most costly one on earth. Uh, yes, Jared, sir. where can everybody keep up with you on to know what's going on with you in your racing world? Uh, on Facebook. uh 
just type in my name. We always post when we're going to be racing and uh, where we're going to go to and everything. And uh, anybody can message me on there or anything like that. Jared, you got my information now. Man, if you get something you want to talk about or before you go down to your next race and talk about your sponsor, your driver, just give us a holler, man. I appreciate you being part of the Rowdy Maglite show tonight. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. All right. Looking forward to seeing you again down in Montgomery. All right. Bye-bye. All right, Kyle. Uh, it's one of those deals where you're raising a family and trying to race, too, guys. It's, uh, it's a hard hard thing to balance. It's like working two full-time jobs. It is two full-time jobs, Kyle. You know, really, it is. I mean, he's at a baseball practice now with his son. That's that's probably the the story around everybody else. I hate we missed uh, John tonight, but uh, we'll catch we'll try to catch him up on Thursday night. We're going to try to have a little bit more of the a couple more guests from that'll be down at this weekend at the Rattler, Kyle. But I wanted to play this with Jeff Gordon and and uh Alex for the end of this show, Kyle. It's in winners into the after the win it lost wages and it's Jeff Gordon gonna start out, which is the I think he's vice president still right now of of uh Hendricks. But here we go. We are going to get started with today's post-race media availabilities from the Pennzoil 400 presented by Jiffy Lube here at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. We are joined by Jeff Gordon, Vice Chairman of Hendrick Motorsports, um, which is with the winning team, the number 48 of Alex Bowman and the Ally Chevrolet. We will open it straight up to questions for Jeff. If you have a question, please raise your hand. We'll get a wireless microphone to you. We'll start over here on the far left. Uh, Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Uh, Jeff, did you guys expect to kick off with this new car so strong, winning two of the first three races? I mean, you can never predict that, and this car has been very unpredictable, you know, of, of uh, the unknowns that, that, that come with it, and every track we've been to, there's been a new challenge, so um, I thought our testing showed some strengths, but, but again, it was, it was hard to really pinpoint whether or not we could, we could you know, be the strong Actually, even today, I mean, our, our, our practice times were incredibly strong, and, and I thought we were actually going to be a little bit better uh, throughout the race. Um, but um, the guys had to overcome a few different, you know, challenges along the way, and, and so I'm really, really proud of that effort. Um, you know, they, they all, every one of our guys had to fight back from something, and Alex, you know, winning the race, I mean, he had to go to the back of the pack because, uh, um, you know, one of the issues on, on pit road. So, um you know, you, you, you just never know with a car that is so similar to your competitors because of all the spec parts on this car. Um, you, you, you never can tell whether or not you're going to be able to, to have, um, you know, consistency of, of running up front. But, I'm, you know, I'm really proud of, of what they're doing on pit road as well as today the strategy calls in, in the fast race cars. I mean, what I really love seeing is all four of our cars being so close. Uh, out there on the track, because, you know, it shows you the kind of information that they're sharing and, and um, you know, how much they're in sync with one another back at the shop when they're building these cars and setting the cars up. And, um, you know, the Chevrolets looked really strong again today, but 
so did the Toyotas. I, you know, they, they kind of had it there at the end, so it's kind of a bummer to see what happened to them, but I was proud of our guys for taking advantage of it. We're going to go to Bob, Jenna, and then Jerry. Uh, Bob Packers, Talk Sports. I have two. The first, do you think the talk that Mr. H had with the drivers this week played into how they raced those final couple laps? Uh, they raced really, really hard. I know that. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, since ever, w w any time, when I came to Hendrick Motorsports, it was race hard, but don't wreck your teammates. Uh, you know, that, that's just that's what you do. You want to go race your teammates for wins and, and settle it among yourself. So I thought they raced one another, uh, you know, clean but, but very aggressively. Um, you know, I talked to Kyle Larson there at the end. He said, you know, he just was trying really hard to, to get to the outside or, you know, stay on the outside of, of uh, Alex and maybe even pushed it a little bit too hard and, and, and got the car tight. So, and, and Alex, I was talking to him in victory lane, he's like, you know, I drove in there as hard as I possibly could. I wasn't sure if it was going to stick, and, and it did. So, I mean, the conversation that, that you know, Rick had with us was, um, you know, really more pertained to what happened at the end of that race last week and, and those similar types of scenarios and, and blocking and, and um, you know, and also working through when things like that happen, how you work through it internally. And does that... Do you need all three cars to take two tires to kind of make that work at the end and, and keep anybody with four at bay? And is it e is that an easier decision with them being fourth, fifth, and sixth rather if they were first, second, or third when at the time of that caution? Yeah, I mean, Greg and I were talking in Victory Lane. I think it's a little bit more dif dis difficult decision for him because he was the one furthest up that, you know, maybe four tires. They had a strong car and were in a good position. Four tires might have been the right way to go for them to still have a shot at winning but um, I'm really glad that all three of them chose to take two because uh, you know when you do I don't think it was planned out I'll let Greg answer that I don't think that was planned out or, or, or discussed but maybe it was but um, I just know that that by having all three there as well as the lane choice that they chose um, I, I, I particularly look at the 24 by him choosing outside in that second lane it put that 18 I think it kind of caught him off guard a little bit too, but it put the 18 down that inside lane. We all knew he was going to try to go three wide going into the first turn, but he never got a run. Uh, those two guys got a good launch on the front. He didn't get the run. And then it sort of blocked him in there um, by having the 24 on the outside. And those two guys on uh, the front row were able to launch good and, and go settle it amongst themselves. I think they were also joined by the uh, race winning crew chief, Greg Ives. And we'll go to Jenna and then Jerry. Harp on the um, talk that Rick had, but um, Kyle defined it as he set his expectations. He made clear his expectations. D did he need to do that? Was that needed between the guys? Well, I, you just don't want anything to fester. You know, you 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 want to really get on top of it right away. Um, you know, a, as much as we love racing one another out there on the racetrack, there's also lines that you have to draw as teammates, and. I've been a part of both sides of that throughout my career, um, and and you know when we spoke uh, right after the race on Sunday, we knew we wanted, and it wasn't just the two of them; it was all four drivers, all four crew chiefs, and and you know getting the clarity about you know how we we you know intend to um, compete with one another in in the closing laps of, of a race, and um, it wasn't that. We didn't want Chase to, to go try to take him three wide to win the race. you got to go try to win the race. But um, you, know, you just got to have as much awareness of your teammates in those situations to not 
um, you know, cause damage and, and hope that you can just go, um, you know, settle it in, in a way where you guys are both battling it all the way, both of you, all the way to the finish line. And Greg, um, after Mr. H had that talk, I'm wondering how did you see that those final two laps between teammates? Yeah, ultimately, you know, like I, I addressed, you know, the, the four teams and said, you know, there's nobody I cheer for more finishing second to us than uh, those three teams. That's how that's how tight knit that group is. As much uh, talk and and whatnot, uh, these guys drive hard, but they also try to try to encourage and push each other. You know, ultimately, Kyle ran us hard, uh, Alex ran him hard, but it ultimately, uh, you know, came out. It was a good race, good drag race to the end. So. Um, for us, I think they all know where where the limits are, um, and you know ultimately what happened last week uh, was, was something that was, can be marred as a uh, maybe a mistake or, or whatnot. Not something that's uh, definitely intentional, but I, I don't, you know, amongst the crew chiefs, this this uh, this group we have with Cliff and and Rudy and Alan, you know, it's it's really tight knit. Uh, we're not going to let anything break us down, even if. Even if uh, drivers had a little riff on, on the track, we're gonna we're gonna figure out. We're gonna have these teams go out there compete e each week uh, to be in the top four. And uh, you know whoever wins that race, we're just as proud. Um, I was just as proud last week with the five winning, and I'm sure it's the same way with us winning. So uh, that's that's how we operate, and, and that's how Mr. H likes it. And for both of you, um, one thing that's really stood out these last three races is uh, guys that are normally mid-pack guys are now much closer to the front. Um, is it the car, you know, wh what's done that? I know the car has, has evened it out, but, um, you know, why all of a sudden are guys that have never really been up the front? You know, Ross Chastain led 85 laps today. He did, led 75 his whole career. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the intentions of, of going to, or one of the intentions of going to a car like this, and, and I think it's been refreshing to see. I mean, I think we've seen great racing, um, I think we've seen, you know, cars coming from the back to the front and front to the back. And, and you know, so we've, we've seen where they can race hard, but the cars are on the edge. The drivers are definitely having to show their talent and ability. And I, I think that was the intent, too, was, you know, to have a car that was on a more level playing field. And so the, and, and also a car that I I'm proud of, of, of NASCAR going with the lower downforce higher uh, horsepower for these types of tracks because it does put it more in the driver's hands. When you see guys spin it out by themselves, I mean, we haven't seen that in years. Um, you know, you see the back of it, you know, guys catching it and, and you know, but yet there's, you can tell they're still pushing and, and driving hard. So I'm incredibly uh, impressed and optimistic about what this car has to bring throughout the season as these guys, you know, continue to work on it. But, yeah, it's also great to see fresh, you know, faces and names um, up front, I mean, we saw it with Tyler Reddick last week and Eric Jones, and and this week, I mean, Ross Chastain was incredibly impressive. So, um, I, I I hope we see more of that. I think that's what what the sport you know needs to to continue to grow. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, you know, it's an opportunity. I feel like you know, if if I was sitting there, maybe. Um, you know, in a situation where you talk about some some drivers sitting in the the mid pack, and, and this is a new opportunity, and that's kind of kind of how I looked at it too. Is, you know, it's a new opportunity to um, utilize the resources we have at Hendrick Moore Sports, but also uh, you look at some of those guys with Chevrolet uh, partnership and uh, the teams that they have built around not only Hendrick Motorsports but RCR and Trackhouse. 
um, the the work it, it's 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 a teammate, right? So um, and ultimately that's the overall goal. So uh, it's not surprising that some of these drivers are up front because of the talent they have to make it to the Cup Series. Uh, I think the leveling the playing field, like Jeff said, uh, with the car allows for um, you know those guys to. To, to maybe wheel it a little bit more, you know, guys who like it on the edge and 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 can can balance that really well. I think Ross has always been that way, um, and and some of these other guys. So ultimately, you know, I'm just happy for our team and and know that, you know, coming off of a four-win season, our our job or our goal was to be consistent and had a fast car in California and ultimately, you know didn't finish where we needed to be, and, and, and this week brought another fast car and, and able to close it out. I'm going to go to Jerry and then Tom. Jerry Jordan, kickingthetires.net. Uh, got a couple, one for Jeff, one for you. Uh, Jeff, uh, with Hendrick leading 51 laps, uh, there's another $102,000 uh, for the donation uh, the, uh, in addition to the 200. Are you part of that, and, and what are your thoughts on, on that situation? Well, we're, we're, we're extremely proud to be able to, to support Samaritan's Purse, um, you know, and what's happening uh, in, in Ukraine. And, and so, you know, Rick this week reached out to all the teams in the PR and marketing department and said, hey, you know, I'd like to, to, to you know, get this going for this week. And the cars had already left uh, uh, the shop. So obviously some more work had to be done to, to get um, those decals, especially the one on the TV panel of the five. But, um, you know, I think, I think, you know, everybody in the world is, is watching what's happening there and, and wants to um, support that. And, and so I think that was a, a great opportunity for us to be able to, to be a part of that. And, and um, the guys leading would like to, to let a little, few more laps, but uh, hey, we uh, we raised a lot of money for for a great cause today, and and um, that you know we'll, we'll continue to look at opportunities like that, how we can do more of that in the future. Thank you, and, and Greg, for you, we're technically four races in, but three races uh, you know that count. Uh, Super Speedway, then California, then a mile and a half. Have you guys found any nuances with this car uh, yet that you can benefit and, and kind of parlay as you go forward? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just one of those things. It's details-oriented. You know, it, it continues to, to be that way. Um, you know, these the, the guys at the shop at Hendrick Motorsports, um, whether it's an engine shop or, or the a fab and body shop, the, they're putting in, in, in putting these cars together and it may be uh, considered a, a task where you just buy the panels and, and put them together, but ultimately these guys, you know, still put the detail in, into them. Um, so th those are the nuances, right? It's not a, just about, um, you know, it, it's, it's about putting the best race car in the truck. It's not about putting together a car and, and getting the job done. So, um, you know, those, <laughs> that I, I like to, you know, pinpoint and, and say it's, it's one thing versus another. Um, but these cars are very, very similar each week that we come to the racetrack with uh, the differences that we need. You know, speedway racing, you want to get the blade out of the air. Downforce racing, you want to put the blade in the air. You know, those are very simple things that uh, every race team on pit road knows about. Um, but maximizing and getting that right every week, um, you know, comes down, it comes down to the guys in the shop. You know, I'm fortunate to be... Uh, a, a guy that gets a great race car from Hendrick Motorsports, um, Alex gets to drive it. Our guys get to work on them and pit them. Um, but without those guys at Hendrick Motorsports, you know, it wouldn't be uh, possible. So I also want to say, say, you know, Mr. Hendrick, you know, his generosity is always, always there. Um, 
it's uh, you'd say it's it's never surprising that he always steps up in the right situation at the right time for the right right uh, right cause. So you know, really appreciate uh, being able to lead laps today. You know, I, I uh, wish we could have led some more, um, but ultimately, you know. He's the reason why, you know, Hendrick Morris Sports is so great and, and why these race teams work so hard. I'm going to wrap up with Tom. Tom Zaleski on County Today. Hi, Jeff and uh, Greg, this is for you. Um, the, the final yellow comes out. How are, the, how are the wheels starting to spin? How are the wheels starting to spin? <laughs> yeah, are, you, are, are, you, are you prepared for this eventually? Yeah, I've, are you been, thinking about it ahead? I've been prepared since 2020 for this one. So... <laughs> Um, you know, another late caution. Uh, Alex was fast. Um, you know, him and, and Ryan Blaney were having a good battle. Um, caution comes out late, and, and we all like to pit, and some guys stayed out, and we made the wrong call. I made the wrong call. Uh, so we, we've talked about this redemption for a long time. You, it's something that never goes away. Uh, I may get the years messed up. I may get uh, the time messed up. But I know from 10 years from now, it's going to be the same. I made a bad call. I redeemed myself a couple years later on it. So, you know, we talked about it, you know, a little bit on the radio. And I'm, I'm a little bit of, a, like, like Alex says, a, a riddler. And we're kind of talking about it. This is what we talked about. We didn't really want to, um, you know, say exactly what we wanted to do. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like him in the car wanted us to stay out, me thinking, Everybody was going to come down, at least take two tires, um, and ultimately that was the right call. So uh, I got lucky maybe um, with that call and, and lucky that uh, we have Alex driving that thing and, and uh, picking it up on the restarts. He, he, had, he had a lot of confidence on restarts all day. Um, so, you know, it, does, it doesn't come down on the last restart and say, yeah, I got confidence now. Uh, it comes down to every restart he was confident in the race car and in, in what he was capable of. And, and slowly got us to the point where two tires he wasn't going to lose. Building up, is it building up to that yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it, you know, he, he talked about his restarts and how good he felt. There's a couple times we lost some spots, but you know, not, um, you know, not to be um, one way or the other. It's just circumstances. So ultimately, yeah, I, I, I've been thinking about. You, you think about you think about the mistakes more than you think about the victories. I feel. Um, and that's where ultimately this decision, you know, coming down to five to go, you know, I'm, I'm prepping my guys. We're making another stop. Get stretched. Get ready. We're making, we're doing something. We're, whether it's two tires, four tires, we're getting ready to go. And, you know, I'm, I'm running fourth. Would have been happy with fourth? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, not with the car we had today, no. Right? So, uh, I was playing that scenario in my mind. Caution's going to come out and we're going to have to make a decision. Uh, decision was two tires. Guys executed. Um, you know, we got, and, and Alex did a great job on the track. We'll wrap up with a follow up from Bob. Uh, since you were shaking your head, so it wasn't a plan for all three Hendrick teams to take <laughs> no, two tires? No, it's not at all. In, in that moment, you don't plan, you don't have any plans with anybody but yourself. You, you know, you get as selfish as you possibly can to win a race in the last last three laps in the green-white checkered. Um, ultimately, when it came out that way, you, you try to figure out who you can work with and who you can't. Um, ultimately, for me, it was front row. If we didn't get the front row, um, we weren't going to win the thing. We're just, we might have finished second to 20th. Um, so that's kind of what my mindset wasn't planned. Um, we, we don't have time to plan that well <laughs> uh, uh, for all that, but ultimately I know, I know, you know, the situation, the five and how Cliff 
things. You know, like I said, we work together. We know how he, he's got to win. He's, he's going to gamble. He's going to either take two tires or stay out. He pitted. I knew two tires was coming. So uh, same with Rudy, you know, trying to, trying to win the race. You know, we have great cars. Capable, we have the speed capable of giving us the front row and winning the thing. So um, ultimately, like I said, we came out on top. But there was no plan between all of us, that's for sure. I, I have to chuckle here real quick because we've had many scenarios where I've been in meetings after the race and go, you know, if all four of you had stayed out, you, a Hendrick car would have won. And, and, you know, and Greg would, you know, one of the crew chiefs say the exact same thing. But, but yeah, but we would have finished worse. <laughs> and it's just, you know, so, so you, as much as you'd like to plan some of those things out as a four-car team, you, you just can't, not, not that, you know, short of notice. So... Uh, I'm just proud of these guys that uh, that it worked out the way it did today. Proud of this guy too. That was an awesome job by Alex Bowman uh, driving the wheels off that thing. The showman in the house. Yeah, he's making me nervous. Those two guys side by side, inches away from one another, and going through the corners. Uh, I was like, oh god, oh god, oh god. But, yeah, uh, we almost had out. to have another talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Jeff and Greg, thanks thank for you. joining us. Congratulations on the win. Thank you, guys. Appreciate everything you guys do for us, and uh, see you guys next week. You can switch chairs if you want. All right, we are now joined by the winner of today's Pennzoil 400 presented by Jiffy Lube at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, Alex Bowman, driver of the number 48, Ally Chevrolet. We will go straight to questions for Alex. Raise your hand and we will get a wireless microphone to you. We'll start over here on the left with Justin and then go to Tom. Yeah, Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Uh, first off, congratulations. Uh, two questions. One, did you expect two tires to work as well as it did? Uh, no. <laughs> I, was, I was really surprised. Um, on the front row there, you just have to run so much throttle. And we had been free on the short run, pretty good on the long run. Uh, but, I, I mean, I kind of feel like I know. Like, obviously, a lot's changed with this race car, but... Uh, typically, two tires tighten you up a ton, and uh, we were on old tires earlier in the day, like cold old tires. Um, when we had that pit road issue, we came back down and put old tires on, and I was super tight the whole run. So I was just worried that we are going to be way too tight, but at that point, you're on the front row. you got to drive it like it's going to stick, and uh, thankfully, it stuck. And then, you know, Hendrick now getting two of the first three races of the year, how do you feel as an organization? I mean, it seems like you guys are kind of like the first to really take off with this car. Yeah, I mean, I think the 18 and the 19 were better than us at the end. Um, like, if the caution doesn't come out, we I think I was going to get the one, so probably finish third. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Hendrick Motorsports is – the depth of people and, and how good every, each and every person is there um, pays off. And, and we're here with a new race car that has completely changed everything in our industry um, from how they work on it, how they build it. Everything I touch is different, the, the pedals, the shifter, the steering. So um, obviously, you know, it, it's paying off how, how good everybody is at HMS, and I think we're in a pretty good spot. Then we'll go over to the right. Tom. 
Hi, over here, Alex. Tom Zaleski on County today. The caution comes out. Uh, you're, you're you're on track, thinking forth, and then all of a sudden, what are you hearing from from Greg on the radio, and how are you how are you feeling at that point? Yeah, so it's somewhat similar to I guess two years ago. Here, um, we were we were the fastest car by a lot at the end. Ran down Blaney. Um, we're probably going to get him. That was at least going to be a great race. And the caution came out with a couple to go. Uh, we pitted. A bunch of people stayed out. We didn't finish well at all. So um, I was just like, man, same scenario all over again. But today, so many people pitted, or everybody pitted. So um, it ended up working out for us. Obviously, taking two got us on the front row. And um, that's why Greg gets paid the big bucks. It, uh, I left the call up to him, and, and he made the right call. Mitchell Brewer, news from the pits. Alex, how much of a weight off your shoulder, especially in a season of so many unknowns, is a win like this early in the year? Yeah, especially with how we started the year. Um, you know, obviously Daytona and Fontana didn't go well for us. So uh, happy to be able to get a win this early. Um, the strength of the Hendrick cars this early has been great. And, you know, it's like you said, there's so many unknowns this year. There's a lot going on. So, uh, excited to have the rest of the year to keep dialing these things in and, and be ready for the playoffs. Dang, you busy tweeting, texting? Trying to do all sorts of things. Are you going to get a picture of the lights turning on here in a bit? Are they already I on? You got, a, you got a video of them turning off, and you were pumped. Yeah, yeah I was pumped. It's most I've never seen you excited. Yeah. 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 Everybody's excited to see you excited, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, well, how excited were you? I have two. First off, how excited were you that you had two teammates that took two tires as well? Uh, well, restart on the front row, uh, second to arguably the greatest race car driver of our generation. So uh, tall task there. Um, Gr Greg made a great call. I was a bit worried that we were going to be way too tight, but racing Kyle is, is hard. Um, he's so good, and uh, I just felt like when he took the top, I was way more confident. Uh, the bottom was where I wanted to be. It was where my car worked the best, and I thought that uh, that gave me my best shot. So um, I'm glad it worked out, but I was definitely nervous. I wasn't really thinking that the three teammates took two tires. Um, you know, I thought the 18 would – I honestly, before the restart, I thought the 18 would have won. Um, just having four being in a good spot like that. But I was able to run way more throttle than I thought I was going to on two tires. So uh, I felt like two tires on this race car just ended up being more grip than expected. And do you feel like the talk that Rick Hendrick had with the drivers this week played into at all how you all raced each other at the end? Um. I don't know. I don't know that there was, like, really something Kyle could have done any differently or even if he was trying to be dirty about anything. Like, he was super tight on my door, side-drafting me as hard as he could, um, and he just ended up getting tight in three and four. So I think, you know, the talk was a big wake-up call. Um, obviously, when Mr. H calls a meeting like that, it, it gets your attention, and it's always going to anytime – Mr. H talks, he's got your attention, but especially in a situation like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Kyle and I 
historically have always raced each other really clean, and um, I think that this was no different. Just want to check in and see if there are any questions up in the press box. No questions. No questions? All right. Anything else? We'll go to Jenna. Alex, um, there's a lot of parity so far through three races. A lot of guys that don't normally run near the front are running up front. Is there anybody that surprised you? Um, you know, I think last week was a good example of that. Uh, Eric, I think, surprised a lot of us being as fast as he was. And I don't mean that as him not being a capable race car driver or Dave not being a good crew chief. I've worked with Dave in the past, and I think Dave's a phenomenal crew chief. Um, I just, you know, that's a car that, and like historically, hasn't been there. So um, really cool to to see that. I think that's what this new car is all about. And um, you know, it was it was cool to see the 43 back up front with with all the history behind that car. So um, so yeah, to answer your question, yes, I think there have definitely been people that have have surprised people and. My opinion is that you'll have that a lot through the first half of the season, and then once the bigger teams get time developing things, I mean, you're never going to shut down the, the giant race teams, right? But I could be totally wrong on that. Um, there's people way smarter than me making decisions, and it'll be interesting to see how the course of the year plays out. I assume you have a, you've got a win, so I assume you like the car um, and wouldn't tell me otherwise. But uh, w what do you like about it so far? You've raced, you've now had it on four different, wildly different tracks. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that it's getting better, right? Like uh, from where we started to where we are now, really even where we started Fontana to where we are now, I think the, the cars have gotten better. Uh, the teams have gotten better at, at preparing them. And um, yeah, I mean, there are things that are, we're race car drivers. We don't want everything that we touch in the entire car to change all of a sudden. And um, the pedals are weird. The steering's way different. The seating position's different. Like absolutely everything that I do as a race car driver has completely changed. Um, historically, I've loved loose race cars. Cried like a little girl when I'm tight. Um, I now have to figure out how to drive a, a tight race car because I can't. Um, I can't make a loose race car work anymore. So. Just got to figure out new things, and, and it is hard. Um, but, but yeah, I think the, the car is doing what it's supposed to, and the races have been great. Uh, Fontana, historically, was always won by, like, this big margin, and uh, now we've got close races each and every week, and it's been really, really good. All right, Alex. Well, congratulations on the win, and uh, good luck next week in your hometown. All right, folks, we'll be back Thursday night. And remember, if you're not missing somebody, shitty coolers is not with us no more. So just remember, that light is shining bright now. <laughs>